Паниц! I'm playing that gangster rap music. Groove it on the check move. Rap it like a magic kiss. Rap harder like a magic kiss. Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill. Gangster rap music is the willpower to my artwork. The music will harmonize me. The jam says it keeps me on the move. Your gangster rap music will take me on a joyride. Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill. Rock over London, rock over Chicago, Top USA, it's the computer superstore. And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Wesley Willis with Bushwick Bill. And today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Bushwick Bill from the Ghetto Boys. And to prepare you for Bushwick Bill, thought I would play you a bunch of Bushwick Bill and Ghetto Boys tunes. We're going to hear Size Ain't Shit by the Ghetto Boys, Little Big Man by Bushwick Bill, and Ever So Clear by Bushwick Bill, and in an interview with Bushwick Bill from the Ghetto Boys. And right now, I would like to give a warning. For those of you in Radioland that might be offense might take offense to offensive language displayed by Bushwick Bill, please 
tune out right now. In other words, if you're offended by language that Bushwick Bill might use, that you guess Bushwick Bill might use, please tune out now. Are there some adult and non-adult themes coming up in this music? So right now, here's the Ghetto Boys with Size Ain't Shit, Bushwick Bill with Little Big Man, Bushwick Bill with Ever So Clear, and in an interview with Bushwick Bill from the Ghetto Boys on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Yo, Bushwick, what do you do when motherfuckers underestimate your size, man? First of all, I laugh. Then what? Smash their ass like a goddamn car crash. So if you want to try your luck, come on. Play pussy, get fucked. Asshole, sleepy, get beat. You're a bad motherfucker if you dare to compete. Because dying a roll be coming out your ass, fool. And have you singing the blues? Tall or bigger by the power. Let's go around. I'm going to take you, shake you, and break you down. And if you kick, I'm going to pick up a stick and beat your ass to the size of your dick. And that's small. And you think you're macking while you lacking? I'll show you, girl, how a real man feels. Lost things come in very small packages. And while you're getting on your knees to fuck, a nigga like me still standing up. Any bitch will tell you, as long as he has a big dick, size ain't shit. Yo, push me, Bill, man. Show these hoe-ass motherfuckers out here in the game, man. That you're too short to take a motherfucking short. And DJ Ready Red got your motherfucking back. Lifting weights to make you bigger. But lift me, you'll be a dead-ass nigga. You want to squabble because you think you're tougher? Squabble that motherfucker, those are called bullets They got them in every state to keep niggas like you in place And since I'm a trigger happy nigga Look for your place to be in a cemetery You goddamn sucker, lying next to another bad motherfucker Reputation ain't shit cause see What you done did in the past don't excite me V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, you can't have it Nah, 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 nah Any motherfucker wanna get with Bushwick Bring it on cause your size ain't shit Cause I'm too short to take Supposed to cook. You took me for a sucker that day. 
so bitch you find out the hard way size ain't shit
an outcast treated like a misfit Damn near didn't make it on my day of birth Thinking was I really supposed to be on this planet Earth I take a deep breath and then another follows Cause hardship is kinda hard to swallow See it's rough being a loner Not knowing any given day and time I could wind up a goner Some people got it back from Jump Street And being short is just another strike against me I used to get funny looks cause I was small And trying to make it like running to a brick wall Given the odds I was up against bro The average brother would've quit a long time ago But now I've gotta wreck it out I'm doing shows people pain to see me turn it out Now I'm the spice around town It's funny how an album could turn somebody's life around I got friends and women on my tip But when they look at Richard, all they see is Bushwick Sometimes I don't know a friend from a foe And every different day it's a different girl I know And now that my pockets are getting fat I'm meeting girls who only wanna juice me black They tell me that they love me and all that But really they just wait for me to fall flat So they could get me for my income Take me for all I've got And then some Like Trina you dig I messed up and got too attached to her kid Knowing that she used a baby to use me Took him out my life Mentally abusing me But as the time went by I got another Slimmy And she was just like the first one Screaming gimme But not in the exact same way She had a different type of game she liked to play Her name is Crystal, she played the quiet type And for a little while things seemed alright But just like the first one homie When things got hectic, the girl broke out on me And it's getting out of hand G Cause nobody seems to understand me Reminiscing got me feeling kinda low I broke out the Everclear and then I drunk some more Until it was all gone Now I'm looking for somebody To take my pain out on But not just anybody G I'ma take that on Tamika Cause she's the closest to me Full of that Everclear and high in that Buddha I get to the house All I'm thinking about is shooting her Yeah, cause shooting her will be sweet But you know it'll be sweeter If I make her shooting me Call me crazy, but that's what I'm thinking I'm tripping, yeah From all that smoking weed and drinking But I knew she wouldn't do it on her own So I provoked her, punched her, kicked her and choked her But she still wouldn't grab the gun And at that time, I wasn't thinking about no one Damn near crazy, I went and grabbed the baby Held him by the door and said I'ma throw him smooth out So she went to crying, somebody stopped him I said you better grab the gun or else I'ma drop him She snatched the baby out of my hands We started fighting, punching, scratching and fighting Well, we fell on the bed All kinds of crazy things was going through my head So I ran and got the gun and came back to her Loaded it up and handed the gas to her I grabbed the hand and placed the gun to my eye muscle She screamed stop and then we broke into another tussle Yo, during the fight the gun went off quick Oh man, I'm hit Could it be I'm dying? Bullet in my head, in the bed, I was lying. Where's Mika? I wanna tell her I love her. But then I be in my arms. I took a 
I seen Jesus, my mom's on the phone, long distance from New York. Here comes the doctors again, trying to rip me apart. I got a monkey on my back, I can't shake it. I'm having suicidal thoughts, hoping that I don't make it. But I'ma make it, cause something's steady urging me. Five hours passed, I made it through surgery. And the doctor said I wouldn't make it through the night. But God told me everything was gonna be alright. And I'm glad that I'm here, G. But it's messed up, I had to lose an eye to see things clearly. Who are you? My mother's child. You are Bushwick Bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm Bushwick Bill. How you doing? <laughs> Bushwick Bill, welcome to South by Southwest, Austin, Texas, where you do not live. No, I do not live here, but it's where music lives, so I guess technically I am living here. Bushwick Bill, right off the bat, I want to ask you about this particular record right here. First Priority, Basement Flavor. What can you tell the people about it? By First Priority, you're talking about MC Lights, Mom and Dad record label with Audio 2 and the rest of these characters? Indeed, yes. And Mishi Me from Canada. Yeah, it's pretty tight. Well, really what I like about this record right here personally is that it shows diversity and flavor. And if you think about it, Audio 2, 50 Cent just sampled them three years ago and went platinum again on that beat. And so did Mary J. Blige sing on the same beat that Audio 2 did Milk is Chilling. So there's... Beats off of this album has been multi-platinum since this album has came out with other artists rapping over the same beat. Bushwick Bill, you started as a dancer in New York, the Swatch Watch competition? Yes. I am a breakdancing genius. <laughs> now, see, um, when I was young, I was into graffiti, breakdancing, and DJing, and then later on found that I could rap, but... I'm a part of the five elements of hip-hop. As far as breakdancing, producing, DJing, and writing graffiti, it's, yeah, it's all the same. What were the dances? The Jerry Lewis, the Pee Wee Herman, the Smurf, what were the dances? Yeah, those were all of the dances right there, including the original moves that we would make up during breakdancing. You know what I mean? Like like the head spinning to the windmill. You know what I mean, it's just, now that I'm older, I feel all those pains in my joints. <laughs> You were down with OPP, weren't you? You could do some OPP splits. Did I see you doing the splits with Naughty by Nature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I jumped on stage with them during Soul Train and, and went ham. Bushwick Bill, Houston, the Fifth Ward. Uh-huh. Bonnie and Clyde are from the Fifth Ward? Mm, not really sure, but I just know they died in Shreveport, Louisiana. The Kelly Courts? Mm, not really sure if they're from there. I just know that... um. Archie Bell and the Drills did the song Tighten Up, which Janet Jackson used for When I Think of You. They are actually from Fifth Ward. Because um, in the movie Platoon, when they're in the helicopter, you hear the music come on. It says, we're Archie Bell and the Drills. We're right here in Houston's Fifth Ward, Texas. And yeah, so that's the only ones I know of for sure that's from Fifth Ward. Yeah. Have you ever been to Shipley's Donuts at all? Been there several times, yeah. What do you think about Shipley's Donuts? Is that a good place to have? Well, it depends if you're getting apple fritter. <laughs> How about Tony's boiled crawfish? Mm, never been there. No, no, no. Bushwick Bill, the early days of Bushwick Bill, the Rhinestone Wrangler. You worked at the Rhinestone Wrangler. What was the Rhinestone Wrangler? <laughs> well, first it was the Rhinestone Wrangler, then it was the Thunderdome, but I was a busboy with a DJ, rest in peace, DJ Lonnie Mack, the biggest 
act back then was Captain Jack and DJ Lonnie Mac, and Lonnie Mac got me a job there, and I was a busboy. And every time I'd finish cleaning up the glasses and stuff around the club that people was finished with, and they would put on any beats from New York, I'd get out there and start locking and popping and doing the Smurf and the Jerry Lewis and the Pee Wee Herman and you name it. And it was DJ Lonnie Mac to introduce you to Ready Red? Yeah, yeah, DJ Lonnie Mac introduced me to DJ Ready Red, who introduced me to Lil J, and as they say, the rest is history. What's the importance of Steve Fournier? Oh, Steve Fournier, that's um that that's the record pool. He he's the DJ at Club Flames and like he's the first one to start a record pool in Houston that actually helped people get more together with the other artists that were there and know what other cities and states were doing with, with their music. So he was a he was a very important staple in showing Houston how to unite musically. Yeah. Ready Red, you lived with him. You invited him to live with you. There were some crazy orgies going down at your house, Bill. What was that like with Ready Red? Mm, nah, nah, it wasn't nothing like that. Um, he was drunk and and he couldn't make it back home, so I was staying with my sister. So I asked my sister to let him spend the night till he sobered up. Lonnie Mac did that too. Yeah, but Red always had his own place because you got to remember he was the only producer for Rap a Lot. So it's like he had the first car, he had the first apartment. You know, what I mean, the rest of us. We wasn't getting two checks. We were getting checks from from shows and from record sales. He was getting checks from beats and shows. You know what I mean? But Bill, did Willie D want to beat Wilt Chamberlain's record? I wouldn't know. I've never been that interested in knowing what he likes. <laughs> Bill, I want to ask you about the OG Ghetto Boys. What can you tell the people about the Car Freak Ghetto Boys? Okay, well, right here, this dude right here is where the name of the record label Rapalot came from. He is Sir Rapalot. That's Raheem and that's Jukebox. And this was the first song off of the Making Trouble album. This was the first single. And Raheem, if you remember, he um, got signed to A&M Records and he put out the song Dance Floor and he used the Keep On Trucking beat. Yeah, that was the first big deal that Rap-A-Lot had for distribution was A&M Records with his solo. Another Ghetto Boys I want to ask you about was this particular Ghetto Boys, which you're on, Bill, Ghetto Boys Be Down. What can you tell the people Ghetto Boys Be Down? There you are. Okay, now look, if you check out the transition, right? This is what I want you to see right here. Okay, Raheem went solo. Sir Rapalot wasn't in the group anymore. The only original one still there is Jukebox. This this is Jukebox right here. Ready Red brought Prince Johnny C down, and they're from Trenton, New Jersey, and I'm from Brooklyn. On the back of this record, I noticed there's some thank yous, but you don't get any thank yous. How come you don't get any thank yous on that record? I don't need it. I mean, my longevity proves all the thank you I need. <laughs> and you are Bushwick? Yes, Bushwick Bill from Bushwick, Brooklyn. I mean, so that makes everything cool. I don't even think I even wrote anything to anyone. I don't think I thanked anyone. I was just happy to be there around music. Bushwick Bill, Willie D heard you doing Rebel Without a Pause. That's how you ended up in the Ghetto Boys? How did you end up in the Ghetto Boys? I don't know who's giving you your information, but it's so weird. Okay, this is what happens. I was hanging out with DJ Ready Red. I didn't know Willie D. I knew Scarface. I knew Little J because I hung out with him a lot and we went over the Bible many times on different subject matters. And I'm hanging out with Ready Red and the person who actually heard me rapping Rebel Without a Pause was John Beto. And he's the one that, that told Little J that just see if Bill could rap something. 
And that's where the whole thing started from. Willie D had nothing to do with the influence of me rapping whatsoever. Bushwick Bill, Gangster Nip. Mm -hmm. Did he invent horrorcore? No. Um, what Gangster Nip did is that he is horrorcore. He didn't have to invent it. You wasn't going to hear any other style from him. When the people heard me do Chucky and hear him do his song, they coined the phrase horrorcore, but he was just always like a... How, the best way I could put it is like he was like a Steven Spielberg and uh, Edgar Allan Poe Hitchcock rapper. You know what I mean? Where he could he could take a mood in a moment and tell you how he could s put 500,000 cops head inside of a vacuum cleaner. You know what I mean? <laughs> and talk about migraine headaches, make him sleep in a toaster. It's like, you know, the things he, he would say was like it, it was vivid. Like you could actually picture what he's saying. You know what I mean? But he, he'd have a coined the phrase horrorcore rap. It was some media dude that said it after hearing Chucky and Gangsta Nip's album. But neither one of us came up with the phrase, no. How about KTSU, Kids Jam? Do you remember that show? Yeah, Lester Sherpace, right? Yeah. That was important too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Lester Sherpace. Um, Saturday mornings, you'll hear Ghetto Boys between 9, 10, and 11, yeah. Did you ever go to Serious Sounds, the record store? What were the record stores in Houston that you went to? Hmm. Soundwaves? Do you remember Soundwaves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Soundwaves. And um, I'm not sure about the serious sound one, but I, re I remember the um, South, I think it was Music Warehouse, something like that. That The one that's off of Main Street in 610. Yeah, yeah. Bushwick Bill, Phantom of the Rap. Yeah. Phantom of the Rapper, amazing cover. What do you remember about the cover shoot for this particular record? Oh, we, they picked the old Victorian house in Beverly Hills. And, you know, it was just a concept I had to put opera music with hip-hop because opera music talks about what you're dealing with at the time, what you're going through, what's political, what what's the elevation of everything that's happening. You know, it was like, it was like the CNN of its time is what I look at opera music as. So I figure since rap music talks about what's going on around them, that opera and rap should be a cool thing to put together. I also want to ask about this Scarface release, Bushwick Bill. You're on the cover. What was going on there? Because, see, in order to get his record to sell, they put Scarface of the Ghetto Boys and then put every one of the Ghetto Boys on the cover with him. So it was cross-reference, you know what I mean, to let people know that he's still one of us. He's one of the, the, the Ghetto Boys, and this is his solo. Going to Houston OG. This is an important Houston OG group, isn't it? Royal Flush. Oh, yeah. I love it on here because they thank you, quote, Bushwick Bill for bugging. Why were they thanking you for the bugging? Because <laughs> I, would, I, I would always trip out on, on them about hip-hop history. Being that I'm from New York, you know what I mean? I would talk to people about hip-hop history, things that they didn't know at the time. You know what I mean? But... They they were very into hip-hop, but they just didn't grow up around it like I did in Brooklyn, so I knew a little bit more than what they knew. What's the importance of Royal Flush to Houston rap? Mm, as far as I'm concerned, it just showed diversity. You know I mean? It was really about diversity. It was about showing the fact that, you know, you could dance or die. You know, everything didn't have to be gangster, and everything didn't have to be about death and misery. It could also be about having a good time and enjoying yourself in, in, inside of the, the areas of the city that's outside of Fifth Ward. That it, it showed that there was more sides to Houston than just Fifth Ward. Do you remember the L.A. rapper? It was like the L.A. rapper, the song McGregor Park. 
Mm, I don't remember that one. He's out of Houston. McGregor Park, though. They have Slab Fest there, though, right? Yeah, but I don't, I don't remember that rapper. But what, what I do remember is that King T is from Third Ward, Houston. So that much I do know. Yeah. I want to ask you about the female, who you kind of referenced a bit before there. I want to ask you right here, Bushwick Bill, and we're here at South by Southwest. What can you tell the people about Choice? Oh, she was just the first female gangster rapper out of Houston. You know what I mean? And it was before L.A. and and Miami had a female gangster rapper. So this is definitely an original. Another Houston thing I want to ask you about right here, Bushwick Bill. The Odd Squad featuring Devin the Dude. No, the Odd Squad is not featuring Devin the Dude. The Odd Squad... All, they're all family members. Devin the Dude is just one of the members in Odd Squad. You got Jug, you got Rob, and you got Devin the Dude. That's the Odd Squad. That's still the Coffee Brothers. They still do songs together. You know what I mean? They all grew up in the same neighborhood, and it's and it's it's a really great album. I like it. It's one of my favorites. And we have the OG style. Yeah, I know how to play him. I know how to catch him slipping. Yet they actually went to New York and filmed a video for this single. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, actually, speaking of videos and stuff, did you dance in the Rahim video? Yeah, I did. The, I mentioned it earlier, the, 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 dance, the dance floor one, yeah. I actually did some dancing. I like dancing. Dancing is cool. So this record came out on A&M. What do you remember about it coming out on A&M? Um, I just remember it being the, the first big look for Rapalot, you know, getting a major distribution and still being in Houston. You know, we never had to move to L.A. or New York. You know, we stayed right in the south and did, did our thing. Yeah, Raheem is still a great rapper to me. Bushwick Bill? He was only 16 on that album, right? No, how old was he in the Ghetto Boys? Um, in the Ghetto Boys, he was like 14 or 15. Because that, that album came out in 87, but it was done in 86. Bushwick Bill, do you remember touring at all with Third Bass? Yeah, of course. What was that third like? Bass, third Bass, Chub Rock, um, Nice and Smooth, Kid and Play, Naughty by Nature, MC Breed. You know I mean? It's... It was a beautiful moment. I mean, to hear the records that you like as well as being able to perform on stage as well. It was pretty cool. MC Search told the Champs podcast about partying with you in a limo and something involving your brother and a brick. Do you remember that all, partying in a limo with MC Search? I don't know. Back then, I was I used to get drunk a lot. So, I mean, just blurs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He said the limo driver was mad because you crushed his hat. I don't even remember that. Those are my drunk days. I mean, that's like trying to get somebody to remember coming through the birth canal. It's like some things you're just not going to be able to recall. You know what I mean? But I do remember hanging out with third base. I do remember it was after a show. I do remember it was in New Orleans. But I also remember that I had more than three bottles of liquor. So I know for a fact that I was drunk and... The next day I heard a bunch of stuff, but to tell you I prolifically remember it would be live rumors and allegations associated with such lies. You don't remember what stuff you heard? I don't, I don't remember what stuff I did. Like if somebody tell you you did something and you're like, okay, I picked up the side of a curb and threw it. It's like, okay, I did that all by myself. It's like, yeah, it was the biggest part of the curb. You picked it up and threw it. And then you tried to jump on the dilemma driver because he wanted to leave you. And I'm like... So how did I get back to the hotel? There was like the limo driver brought you. So I was like, it doesn't make sense. You see what I'm saying? It's like if one minute you're being disruptive, I mean, I wouldn't drive me back to the hotel if I'm being disruptive. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really get it, to be honest with you. 
Bushwick Bill, for remembering though, do you remember getting booed in New York? Were the ghetto boys booed in New York? Um, that was during the new music seminar, yeah. And then a year later, we was at Madison Square Garden getting cheered by over 20,000 people. So six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Still 12. How do you react when people are booing? You know, in all the years performing Bushwick Bill, how do you react when somebody's booing? What do you do? What's your advice to people when they get booed? Just keep performing, because that's what we did. That was our first time performing in New York. They booed. We never got booed anywhere else. So we just kept performing. And for the ones that was booing is because we were calling women bitches. And the ones that weren't booing was the ones that understood the street rap we were doing. So you had half the audience cheering us on. You had the other half talking about, don't disrespect our black queens. So that's what was happening. Bushwick Bill, is it true you're one of the only people in the entire world, if not the only person, to have a birth certificate and a death certificate? Yeah. When I lost my eye, I died on June 19th, 1991, at approximately 4.35, and I didn't come to until in the morgue after 7 o'clock. And they were actually getting me ready for autopsy, so... That's at Ben Tob. They could tell you the whole thing. I was DOA on arrival. They have all the information right there. Ben Tob used to... And then you woke up in the morgue and then took a piss on a cop? Yes. I had to pee so bad I pulled out the catheter and I jumped down and, and the cop just stood there like this and I just peed. And then I realized what I was doing because you got to remember, I didn't know I was dead. You know what I mean? So I just had the biggest urge to pee and I jumped down. Then, of course, he ran out of the room and the technician ran out of the room for the morgue and... Yeah, it was, it was a serious moment. And when they said you're dead, you really were dead like you had a toe tag on, too? I had the toe tag on. I was in the morgue, dead. You know what I mean? They didn't have me in the hallway. They didn't have me inside of a room waiting to transfer me. I was actually on the cold slab getting ready to be pushed in. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And then how much later did this LP cover happen? When did this LP cover shot happen? Um, the day before my surgery to remove the eye. Mm. And you had no idea this was going to happen? People just showed up with cameras? They just, um, the hospital had me drugged up. So I was being prepared for surgery. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink anything. They had me on a bunch of medicine. And I didn't see the album cover until after it hit the shelves. But I mean, such is life. Which would build- I mentioned it never so clear. Remember I said, and it's a trip, G. I took a picture for an album cover. You know what I mean? So it's all in the song, ever so clear. You know what I mean? Well, my friend's dad went bowling with Scarface's dad. Did you ever go bowling with Scarface's dad? What were the parents of the Ghetto Boys like? Oh no, I never met. I never met Ruddy Red's parents, Johnny C's parents, Jukebox parents, Willie D's parents. I met Face's grandmother, and I met his mom once, his sister once, and his uncle and his dad. Yeah. Bill, what was your encounter with Michael Jackson like? You met Michael Jackson? Um, that was in Japan when he was on that, that Masquerade, whatever album. I was out there in 93. I just, I just happened to meet him on a high buy level. You know what I mean? Because we happened to be on the same flight or whatever. So it was pretty cool. I mean, I was like, hey. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm performing in the Tokyo Hall downstairs. He's performing upstairs in the Tokyo Dome. So that was pretty cool. Dr. Dre, stranded on death row. He got to do that amazing intro. What do you remember about that amazing intro for The Chronic? Um, I remember Warren G. and Snoop inviting me to the studio. And Dr. Dre's in there with uh, one of the guys from a rap group called Poor, Broken, Lonely. 
and I heard the theme to Stranded on Death Row, which reminded me of Dark Shadows, the old radio TV show. And I asked him if I could say something, and he said no, because I have to finish this album mix. And I was like, come on, just let me say something. And if it doesn't work, then cool. I kept bothering him till he let me say it. Then he said, can you do that again? And then that's how I got on it. Bushwick Bill, what was early Destiny's child like? Mm, I don't even know. I remember them as girl times, and um, they were a pretty cool group, but you could always tell that they were going to blow up because they were dedicated. And we worked out of the same studio, Digital Services, off of Gulfton and Chimney Rock, yeah. Bushwick Bill, what's the parallelogram theory? Well, the parallelogram theory just explains how everything runs in, in parallel. What you live on, on the streets, what you place in your records, it's kind of like karma. You know what I mean? It's like whatever you put out is what, what you get back and it all runs in a parallel universe between your, your thoughts, your deeds, and your actions in real time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bushwick Bill. Out of words, didn't you? Okay, cool. Bushwick Bill, the song Size Ain't... Shit, yeah. You talk about, quote, shit, a dick, and a cigarette. Yes. I said I would punk you out and make you be my bitch, let nigga shit on his dick for a cigarette. I was talking in jail terms because that's what people do in jails. So I was like, if you're going to write a song, you have to write it in a way that the people who've been to jail know it and the ones who haven't been there could ask the question and find out. You know, so that was just a song written about what can go on in jail. You know, because if you saw the movie Scared Straight, you remember how they were talking to, to those kids and telling them what they would make them like if they came in there? I'm talking about the original Scared Straight. That's where a lot of the ideas from the song came from. Bushwick Bill, are there many songs written about you or titled Bushwick Bill? Mm, not that I know of, no. There's one by Wesley Willis called Bushwick Bill. There is? I didn't know that. There is indeed. He's passed away, but these are some of the lyrics. Wesley Willis's Bushwick Bill. You are a gangster rapper. You are a gangster rap artist. You can really knock it out. You can really whoop a camel's ass. Wowzer. That's tight. Pretty cool. Um, I did hear that um, the artist from Sublime, the one that, that passed away, that he, he mentioned me on one of his albums. He sampled the Chucky song. I just don't know which album that was. I've been trying to find it and listen to it, but that's the only thing I've ever heard of. And Ice-T on the Power album, ladies, we're not just talking about you because some of you niggas are bitches too. He sampled that from Size Ain't Shit. That's like the only two things I know, now the new one that you just told me. Bushwick Bill, here we are in Austin, Texas. You have a song, kind of Austin-related, Sex on the Floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called, it's called Hardcore Sex on the Floor, yeah. With Sit Down Servant. That's a great tune. I love it. Oh, yeah, thanks. It's, it's pretty cool. It talks about places you had sex. Where have you had sex? You got a misdemeanor for having sex? Um, I said I once, um, I think I said I once got a misdemeanor for having sex in a student lounge. Yeah. <laughs> What were the details surrounding that? High school? Um, yeah. And I was young. You know I go. You know, and I mentioned the soccer field, and I mentioned the radio station and the boiler room. Yeah. You know, these things happen, man. You become famous, and the, the draws drop. You know, I'm talking about it's like you ain't even got to be an R&B singer. It's like you know that they only with you because you're famous. It's not because you're, you're handsome, good-looking, or have any kind of attributes that would make you anything fantastic as a, as a person to look at. But your fame sometimes illuminate these things that, you know, jewelry does. <laughs> Bushwick Bill, quote, punks give me respect. Yeah. 
Hey, Drew, because if anybody try me, I'm going to stand up for mine. I mean, that's just me, but you'd have to catch me when I'm drunk and then bother me, and then I will fight every and anybody in the room. But now that I don't drink anymore, it's like people say some dumb stuff. I just look at them, start laughing, and walk away. You've helped kids quite a bit. The Robert Johnson experience. What's that all about? Um, it was about some kids that were joining gangs and, you know, teenage pregnancy and, and going to jail and having murder raps and, and all of these different charges before you're 17 years old. And I just grew up in New York around all of that. And I just feel all kids need a fair chance. And I just had to tell them from my experience how many friends I lost in one summer and throughout the years of growing up and, and that really... If you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. If you don't focus on what your purpose and goal in this life is, then you'll always be a follower and, and not a leader. At least set a goal for yourself and try to accomplish something beyond what you think you know. Try to research life and find out where do you fit in in the great scheme of this puzzle of life. Because the, the world is broken into billions of pieces and we're all trying to find a piece to live in. Find out what your piece is. Bushwick Bill, back to punk for a second. You like Danzig? What other punk stuff do you like? You like Danzig? Yeah, Danzig is cool. We, we was on the same label with Rick Rubin. Yeah, he's, he's pretty cool. I, I like Anthrax, too. And I like Twisted Sisters. I mean, I like a lot of music, man. And, oh, I also like, um, what's his name? The one that did Sid and Nancy, Sid Vicious. I, li- I like Sid Vicious, and I like Billy Idol. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like a lot of music, man. Bushwick Bill, you're wearing a backpack right now, and I also saw you wearing a Yoda backpack. That was incredible. What's the Yoda backpack you have? Well, I decided to put the Chucky down because if you look at the whole Chucky mentality, even when he gets a chance to come back, he doesn't seem to quite get it right. You know what I'm saying? And then Yoda is more like underestimate my size, do you? You know, he's more about the wisdom, and he's, he's more about rolling with the, the force of being better. That's what being a Jedi is, living above the lie. <laughs> that was your Yoda backpack. Where'd you get your Yoda backpack? I actually got it out here at um, South by last year. Bushwick Bill, you have a freestyle you might be able to kick out for us about warfare? Yes, I got one for you right now. Before the Lord rebuked the devil, he'd been recruiting reinforcements. Use the people closest to you and familiar spirits as his best sources. So lace your feet with readiness and preparation of gospel of peace as you walk these streets of the beast. A soldier that's at war, stay alert. Keep the sword of spirit, which is the word of God as his weapon. He stands firm. He's never at ease. So be aware of the devil's wild, because the devil's running wild. This is how he on it. This is how he formats his trials. No weapon form against you shall prosper. You're more than a conqueror. When he sums his horsemen to ensure you're in store for a horrible portion. But I'll stand firm against his hench with the word of God and the helmet of salvation gets this ungodly situation with alert readiness and preparation finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power so when the day of evil comes in that final hour you could stand because it's spiritual warfare we don't wrestle against flesh and blood stand for the Lord God let his will be done fight the good fight of faith because God's on your side in Christ you'll ride for in him you'll never die spiritual warfare Bushwick Bell anything else you want to add to the people out there at all um just be yourself man and and don't conform or adapt. Don't even adjust your screen. You know what I mean? Just really look at life for what it is. They say that it's black and white in a gray area. Okay, well, look at the total spectrum of the complete area. You know what I mean? And find out where your happiness lies. What makes you happy? What you want to do with your life? And what can you do to add 
to this great world that we live in and whether or not you want to make your mark on society or in society, it's up to you to determine where you fit in the grand scheme of us just living, period. Bushwick Bill, why should people care about Bushwick Bill? They don't have to. As, as long as I love me, I'm happy. Because if, if I really was worried about what people thought about me, my arms are short. You know what I mean? I'm short. I'm not average height. I can't reach everything everybody else could reach. If I would have believed the things that people told me when I was younger, I wouldn't even think I could accomplish half the things I've accomplished. So they don't really have to like me. What they need to do is love themselves because I love me and like me and I'm happy with me all by my damn self. Well, thanks so much, Bushwick Bill. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 loot do do do. Hello, can I speak with Bushwick Bill? Hello, this is Bushwick motherfucking Bill. Yes, sir. I'm calling to inform you that you've been uh, drafted into the United States military. United States wants me for what? Excuse me, sir. Bushwick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? You need to uh, contact your nearest recruiting office immediately, please. I see you're not hip to what's happening. I don't give a fuck about you and all that bullshit you're stressing. Fuck a war. To explain, let me kick it to you a little something like this. Motherfuck a war. That's how I feel. Send a nigga to the dentist to get killed. Cause two suckers can't agree on something. Thousand motherfuckers die for nothing. You can't pay me to join an army camp or any other motherfucking military branch of this United Goddamn States so that bitch America be a soldier what for. They put niggas on the front line. But when it comes to getting ahead, they put us way behind. I ain't getting my leg shot off while I put your last on TV playing golf. But when you come to my house with that drag shit, I'ma shoot your funky ass, bitch. A nigga down for a brawl, but ain't fighting behind no goddamn world. Against motherfuckers, I don't know. Yo, Bush, I ain't your damn hoe. Benefit and be a cold day in hell before. 
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there, the Ghetto Boys featuring Bushwick Bill with Fuck a War. And before that, an interview with Bushwick Bill from the Ghetto Boys. Right now on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, in the tradition of Bushwick Bill, going to go way back in Ghetto Boys land to pre-Bushwick Bill Ghetto Boys, going to play something by the Ghetto Boys from 1987, referred to at my interview with Bushwick Bill, Car Freak by the Ghetto Boys. So this is before Bushwick Bill joined the Ghetto Boys and before Willie D and Scarface were in the Ghetto Boys. It was a completely different group and this is their first release, Car Freaks from 1987 by the Ghetto Boys before Bushwick Bill, before Scarface and before Willie D. Here are the Ghetto Boys on the Nardwar, the human serviette Radio show. Hey, baby, what's happening? I don't know. Is that your car today? Yes. Little summer riding every now and then, you know? What's your name? Oh, I'm Vanessa. Yeah. You think you can take me home? Sure, sure, sure. Come on. Uh, let me open the door. Let me, let me open the door. Uh, gentlemen. Yeah, I know it. What's wrong with this thing? Oh, my car won't start. What's up? I'll tell you what. I'm going to get around with somebody else. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something, little lady. I, uh, I didn't invite you to ride uh, me anyway. Steve, yeah. come pick me up, please. Yo, um, yeah, get I'm yourself out of here. Just get on. Girls, girls, hounding home boys all day nonstop because he got a live call. She's on his job. See, if you're walking down the street, there's no conversation. The girl wants a man with some damn transportation. Step out of my bins, cold be locked down. Thank you. 
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show from 1987, The Ghetto Boys with Car Freak. Right now on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, going to play something brand new from the Steve Adamick Band from Ottawa. Hello, Steve, on Vancouver's La Tida Records, and it's a cover of a band bum from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. So we have Ottawa versus Vancouver versus Victoria. Here's A Promise is a Promise, a cover of Bum. Bum did the song A Promise is a Promise by the Steve Adamick Band, brand new, from Ottawa, Ontario, released on Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada's La Tida. Da Records on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. I 
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there, I Can't Get Out by the Pygmies from Calgary, Alberta. And before that, from Glasgow, Scotland, the Thanes with Dishin' the Dirt on the Dirty Water record label out of London, England. Thank you so much, PJ, for this release. It's an addition to Dirt 7-inch, but we actually played the B-side there, I Don't Want You. So that was the Thanes from Glasgow, Scotland with I Don't Want You. They were right before the Pygmies from Calgary, Alberta. And we began with the Steve Adamick Band from Ottawa, Ontario. Actually heard two tracks there. Heard Hate Myself and A Promise is a Promise. A Promise is a Promise, again being the cover of Bum from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, released on Lati Da Records, and again the Steve Adamick Band are from Ottawa, Ontario. Right now, going to play a bunch of stuff that was sent my way via Manolis from Hamilton, Ontario. Thanks so much, Manolis. First off, I have a letter here. Hey, Nardwar, my name is Luke, and I play in a band from Hamilton, Ontario. That's where Manolis is from, Hamilton, Ontario. We're called The Dirty Nil, and we want you to have our new 10-inch record. My new friend, Manolis, gave me your sending info because he had a feeling you might dig it, our record that is. So right now, going to play something here by The Dirty Nil. We're going to hear Beat from their brand new 10-inch on the record label known as... Actually, no record label actually indicate on nil records. So this is the dirty nil from Hamilton, Ontario, provided to me, Nardwar to Human Serviette, via Manolis from Hamilton, Ontario. Thanks so much, Manolis. We're going to hear the song Beat. And then after that, we're going to hear a couple tracks by Andy Chernoff. And Andy Chernoff was also referred to me by Manolis. Andy was in The Dictators and a bunch of other rock and roll combos as well and has some new solo stuff here that is sent to me via Manolis. Thank you, Manolis, for getting a legend such as Andy Chernoff to send me stuff and also the Dirty Nil too, Hamilton, Ontario. And we're going to hear from Andy Chernoff. We are going to hear our, we are going to hear first off, let's get the band back together. And then we're going to hear Are You Ready to Rapture by Andy Chernoff. And if you're interested in Andy Chernoff, it's andychernoff.com for more information. So right now, all courtesy Manolis from Hamilton, Ontario, we're going to hear The Dirty Nil with Beat. And then we're going to hear Andy Chernoff from New York City. Let me say he's from New York City. We're going to hear Let's Get the Band Back Together and then Are You Ready to Rapture by Andy Chernoff on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show.
zombie Jew He's really pissed At the unmarried fornicators The stem cell crusaders And the butthole invaders So the towers fell And the earth did quake a little taste of his vengeance America prepare for your fate Cause when the trumpets sound He will astound Watch the rivers turn to blood The sinners cry The dead will rise Judgment day has come Are you ready to rapture The savior that you spurn Loves you forever But the unbelievers must burn When the zombie Jew returns
Jewish zombie Had a virgin for a mommy He's so confused, life's a mess When you got two daddies and you think you're blessed So he died for your sins, came back for your brains Guilt trip until we're all insane He needs your money, he reads your mind From his theme park in the sky Are you ready to rapture? Our Savior has returned He loves you forever But the unbelievers must burn When the zombie Jew returns With a microchip implanted by the beast He's gonna tempt and tease ya Use evolution to deceive ya And when the final battle comes Will you be a chosen one? Are you ready to rapture? On a white horse you will ride Revenge will be so sweet When all the heathen burn Zombie Jew returns
trip out to the west. You know the coast is a because the surf is the best. I look for cars and girls, cars and girls. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. That there was the untamed youth with I Live for Cars and Girls, written by Andy Chernoff and produced by Andy Chernoff and Billy Miller from the untamed youth album More Gone Gassers. And before that, other Andy Chernoff related stuff. We heard Are You Ready to Rapture by Andy Chernoff. And before that, we heard Let's Get the Band Back Together by Andy Chernoff. Any info on Andy Chernoff can be found at andychernoff.com. Andy Chernoff from New York City. And before that, to begin the set, we had the Dirty Nil with Beat. And the Dirty Nil are from Hamilton, Ontario. And all this music comes courtesy Manolis from Hamilton, Ontario. Thank you, Manolis, for getting people to send me music. And if you're interested in sending me Nardwar to Human Serviette music, please do. Nardwar at nardwar.com or you can send it to nardwar care of CITR radio 6138 sub boulevard vancouver bc v62a5 CITR radio or more info at citr.ca or nardwar.ca right now going to end the nardwar to human serviette radio show with something by the band cool from the from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We're going to hear the song Green from their album Paint. Here is Cool on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. And do to the loot do. Cool. Oh, my friend, it's jealousy in the green. I monster life's two feet and I don't know if I'll ever get there. I seem to always judge and compare. Fall out 
Such a lie. 